Good morning and welcome to Shawnee Baptist Church. I'm so delighted that you and your family took time to worship with us this morning. We are excited about what God's going to do today in worship and His Word. And I want to thank you for being a part of it. Whether you've jumped on Facebook or you're watching this YouTube, uh, whether you're watching it current or you'll watch it later, we're delighted that the Lord would bring you and have you be a part of our service this morning. It is our prayer that the Lord would use this time to encourage you and strengthen you and challenge you in His Word. We have a special guest who will uh, open us up in prayer this morning. And so at this time, I'd like to send it over to Brother Jim Reber there at his home. Good morning. It's good to see each one of you. Although I can't really be there with you to see you, but I know that you're watching. I appreciate the fact that I have the opportunity to say hi to my family again. You are my family, my sisters, my brothers in the Lord. I praise God for you. The Lord's been good to us. We've gone through quite a stress of health problems, but He's seen us through every one, and what a blessing it is. So let's look to the Lord in prayer and ask His blessings upon our preacher as he preaches today, and then also upon each one of you as you hear the Word of God. May you grow in His grace and His mercy. Our Father, we're so thankful for this another day of life that you have given us and the privilege which we have to see one another even by camera. We pray, Lord, Lord, that you would bless Brother Tim and his wife and family as they have traveled here to take the pictures and give you a, a hello from me and also a good morning prayer. We're so thankful for our church what a blessing it is, first of all, to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior is one of the greatest blessings in the world. We find the Lord so close to us day by day, no matter what we're going through. Ladies and gentlemen, may I challenge you to just look to Him with every problem, every trial that you might have. For He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's the same yesterday today and forever. And what a blessing it is to know Him and to serve Him and to live for His leadership in our life. We don't have to be the guide of our life. We can let Him be our guide. And so, Father, we're so thankful for this day that we have to serve You and to live for You. We pray that You'll bless our pastor today as he preaches the Word of God to us. We're so thankful for Your Word and what a blessing it's been through the years in our lives at the age of 17 receiving Christ as my Savior and for 60 years I've preached and taught the Word of God and it's been a blessing and I praise the Lord for that opportunity. I pray that God will bless you today that you'll open your heart and your mind to the Word of God and let Him be your guide and leadership in your life. We love Him we appreciate all that He does for us. Lord, we love You. We thank You for Your blessings upon us. And we want You to know that uh, we want our church open again soon and that we might gather together and worship and serve You. Lord, bless those who have lost their loved ones in this terrible disease. We pray, Lord, that You'll encourage them with Your precious Word and that they'll look to Thee 
for their strength, for their comfort, and for the blessings of the rest of their life. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your love toward us. We pray now that you will bless this service, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, church. This morning we'll be singing My Savior's Love. Would you join me here? I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene And wonder how he could love me A sinner condemned unclean How marvelous, how wonderful And my song shall ever be How marvelous, how wonderful song we'll be singing is how deep the father's love for us how deep the father's love for us how vast beyond all measures that he should give his only son to make a wretch his how great the pain of searing loss the father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory behold the man upon the cross my sin upon his shoulders ashamed i hear the mocking voice call out among the scoffers it was my sin that left him there until it was accomplished his dying breath has brought me life i know that it is finished on that last verse i will not boast in anything no gift no power no and resurrection why should I gain from his reward I cannot give an answer but this I know with all my heart his 
His wounds have been my ransom. Thank you, Brother John Quill. I appreciate that. And if you have your Bibles, take them this morning. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20 and Hebrews chapter number 11. And uh, before Brother Ricky Moon comes and sings our special for us this morning, I wanted to uh, thank those who participated yesterday in our prayer hotline. And uh, what a wonderful blessing to be able to take time and pray with people and minister to people uh, during this time. We'll be able to uh, talk a little bit uh, later on this week of what the Lord did uh, yesterday and today. But what a blessing it is to find creative ways to do ministry at this time. Uh, Brother Ricky's going to come sing a special, and then we'll jump into God's Word together this morning. In the dark of the midnight Have I all hid my face While the storms howled above me And there's no hiding place Mid the crash of the thunder Precious Lord, hear my cry Keep me safe till the storm passes by till the storm passes over till the thunder sounds no more till the clouds roll forever from the sky hold me fast let me stand in the hollow of thy hand keep me safe by many times Satan whispered there is no need to try for there's no end of sorrow there's no hope by and by but I know thou art with me and tomorrow I'll rise where the storms Never dark on the skies Till the storm passes over Till the thunder sounds no more Till the clouds roll forever From the sky Hold me fast, let me stand In the When the long night has ended and the storms come no more, let me stand in thy presence on that bright, peaceful shore in that land. Where the tempest never come, Lord, may I dwell with thee when the storm passes by. Till the storm passes over, 
Till the thunder sounds no more Till the clouds roll forever From the sky Hold me fast, let me stand In the hollow of thy hand Keep me safe till the storm passes by Keep me safe Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Thank you, Brother Ricky, for that special. Just a minute ago, he shared with me uh, that yesterday morning he had the opportunity uh, during our phone uh, prayer time uh, to make a phone call, and somebody had trusted Christ as their personal Savior uh, through that, that is one of, I believe, many wonderful testimonies that we'll be able to share about this weekend's prayer time on the phone. We kicked off a new series last week, Essential Christianity. Essential Christianity. And we studied primarily this matter of gratitude. Even as Christians, we find ourselves giving time to things that are less essential than others. Now, notice what I said. If it's found in the Word of God, it is essential. There's some things, though, that are not as essential as other things. It's important for us as believers, uh, as practicers of God's Word, to keep the most essential things an active uh, and vibrant part of our life. Last week, uh, we studied gratitude and this week, we are looking at our second essential Christianity trait, and that is the subject matter of faith. I had you turn your Bibles to two places. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 11 right now, and then later on in our message, we'll look over at 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. Hebrews chapter 11, if you have your Bible, would you look there with me this morning at verse number 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it he being dead yet speaketh, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse number six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you again for the opportunity to open up your word this morning. Thank you for the truths of Scripture. Thank you for the love that you show us in these pages. And God, I do pray that this morning you would increase our faith. Father, I pray that you would help us with this most essential thing in Christianity, this matter of believing uh, you are who you say you are and will do the things that you say you will do. Father, increase our faith in a special way. I pray your Holy Spirit would speak to my heart and through me. I pray that he'd give me the words to say. And for each one of us listening this morning, I do pray 
that you would use this message to increase our faith, to uh, bring out this matter of faith, this most essential thing in Christianity. We'll thank you and praise you for it. In the name of your son, Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Faith. Uh, I loved uh, what uh, one children's uh, writer wrote in a song, Faith, forgetting all, I trust him. Forgetting all, I trust him. Faith is only as strong as the character of the one you're putting your faith in. Uh, I have a great joy of being a husband and a dad. And uh, I sure appreciate my wife and my four children. And uh, they, in many cases, I believe, think that I hung the moon at many times. My wife knows the real story. But so many times my, my children will say, oh, oh, dad can do that, or dad, I need you to do this, or dad will take care of that, or, or dad's got that. And they exercise, we might say, faith in their father. Here's the truth, though, this morning, their faith at some point will be disappointed if their faith is founded in me. I'm just as much human as they are, and just as much human as anybody else's faith is only as strong as the character of the one who you put your faith in you see health fails money fails people fail but if my faith is fixed if my faith is founded on God I have an unmovable foundation that's why this morning I'm so grateful that I have my faith uh, in Jesus Christ as my personal savior my foundation for eternity is not founded in my works. It's not settled in my church or my religion. My foundation of my Christianity, my foundation of my internal life is fixed on the fact that Christ died on the cross for me. Maybe this morning your faith for salvation, your faith for eternity is placed in your works. Let me tell you, my friend, it's not of works lest any man should boast. I ask you this morning to fix your faith, to put your faith in the foundation of Jesus Christ. As the songwriter wrote, my faith is found a resting place, not in device nor creed. I trust the ever-living one, his wounds for me shall plead. Here in Hebrews chapter 11, we see a series of characters who possessed faith. We read of Abel who uh, professed uh, faith in his sacrifice. Uh, Enoch who uh, walked with God and his faith is brought out here in this passage. Noah is mentioned having built the ark upon uh, the thought of rain. Abraham had faith in leaving his country. His wife Sarah trusting God by strength uh, to birth a son in her old age. Abraham again had faith when the Lord told him to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. He had the faith uh, to take his son there upon the mountain, to uh, put his son there on the altar, to raise uh, the knife on his son before God spared him and God delivered his son Isaac. But Abraham was applauded here in this passage for his faith. Isaac and Jacob are mentioned. Joseph is mentioned because he had faith that God would bring uh, his chosen people, Israel, to the promised land. Moses is mentioned here in this passage for having uh, faith as he chose the, uh, to follow God rather than the pleasures and the prestige of Egypt. We find faith in the children of Israel and the Passover and uh, the Red Sea. Rahab, who uh, by faith in God, uh, spied, God, by faith in God, 
kept God's spies uh, there in Jericho. But we come to verse number 6. And we're given a a key thought and a key passage here on the subject matter of faith. In verse number 6, the Bible says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. When I come to God, I must believe that God is who he said he is and will do the things that he said he will do. Remember, forgetting all, I trust him. But but pastor, I I don't understand. Forgetting all, I trust him. But it doesn't add up. Forgetting all, I trust him. But the numbers don't work. Forgetting all, I trust. Trust Him. When will I see the reward of my righteousness? When will all these things work out together for good? Forgetting all, I trust Him. When will I see this thing of reading my Bible and praying begin to impact my family? When will I see my faithfulness to God begin to change some of the circumstances around me? Forgetting all, I trust Him. How long will it take for God to resolve some of my marriage problems? How long will it take for God to help restore that relationship? Faith. Forgetting all, I trust Him. How long will it take for me to break this habit? Will I have the strength? Will I have the ability to break the habit? Faith, my friend. Forgetting all, I trust Him. How is your faith today? The Bible talks about uh, different levels on the spectrum of faith. The Bible talks about those with no faith. It speaks of those with little faith. Jesus calls out two who had great faith. Where are you this morning on that spectrum of faith? Faith is a key ingredient to God's pleasure and a key factor in God's blessings. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. I want you to say that with me this morning, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Yes, without faith, it is impossible. Faith doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. All of the above people mentioned here in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 I would say we're blessed individuals. But it doesn't mean that their life was filled uh, with easy things. Did they have the absence of trials? No. Was there the absence of hardships? No. What about the absence of testings? Absolutely not. The absence of afflictions? Absolutely not. But blessed? Absolutely. Why? Faith. Faith. They believed God was who He says He is And they trusted that he would do what he said he was going to do. Faith is essential. There's no better way this morning to teach on the subject matter of faith than to show you what real faith in God looks like. Earlier this week, the Lord directed me on the subject matter of faith. And it was Friday morning that my devotions opened up to this passage here in 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. And I want you to look there with me this morning 
as we illustrate the subject matter of this most essential thing, faith in our lives. Here in this passage, we get a beautiful picture of what faith, real faith, looks like. Look there with me at verses 3 and 4. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord, even of all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord. The children of Judah were going to battle. There was a group coming to come against them. There was people warring against them. And Jehoshaphat and the people of Israel decide that they are going to seek the Lord. And let me say this first of all this morning. Real faith drives us to focus on God. Real faith drives us to focus on God. Look there with me at verse number 12 in this passage. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord and their little ones, their wives, and their children. What a tough spot to be in, but what a great spot to be in when your eyes are fixed on God. Real faith drives us to focus on God. In Psalm chapter number 56, David is running from Saul. He's seeking shelter in the land of the Philistines. He's had uh, trouble uh, behind him. He's had trouble in front of him. And David says this in Psalm chapter 56, verse number 3. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. I will trust, I will have faith in thee. Fear is an emotional reaction to your circumstances. Faith is a spiritual reaction to the circumstances you find yourself in. Where do you turn when fearful news comes? Where do you go when you are afraid? Where does your mind go in the circumstance, when the circumstance turns for the worse? Uh, who do you run to? Do you run to a neighbor? Do you run to a friend? Do you run to a family member? Do you check your bank account? Do you uh, worry uh, about it in inaction? May we as people of faith, instantly bring our focus to God. When something comes before us, before we look and before we turn anywhere else, may it be said, may we say what they could say, but our eyes are upon thee. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to handle the situation in front of us. We're not sure where to go next or what to do next, but our eyes are fixed upon thee, Father. Forgetting all, I trust him. We see, first of all, this morning that real faith drives us to focus on God. And second of all, real faith is fixed in prayer. Real faith is fixed in prayer. Verse number four, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. In verses 5 through 12, Jehoshaphat, the king, stands to pray. He will brag on God's power. He reminds uh, the Lord of past victories. He brings up 
uh, past promises and he asked for God's intervention in the circumstance before them. He finishes there in verse number 12, recognizing their inadequacy to stand before their enemies and their fixation on their heavenly father, their reliance on God. To say that we have faith and focus on God without fervent prayer is like saying we have a vehicle but with no gas. Let me say that again this morning. To say we have faith and focus on God without fervent prayer is like saying we have a vehicle without gas. Now, I don't know about you this morning, but I've had my fair share of times uh, running out of gas in a vehicle. I've had the wonderful privilege to drive uh, a few vehicles that did not have a working gas gauge. And yes, you could lecture me all day about making sure that I filled up consistently and kept track of miles, but the truth is uh, I've run out of them a couple times, and unfortunately, I think I've run out of uh, gas a few times in vehicles that did have working gas gauges. It's essential for a vehicle to have gas. Without gas, you're stuck. You can't do anything. Faith, real faith, brings us to prayer. Prayer is the gas that drives our Christian vehicle. Prayer allows us, it affords us the opportunity to see what God can do. Just as gas affords us the opportunity to see what the engine can do, prayer affords us the opportunity to see what our great heavenly Father can do. As someone said, prayer is the, splendor, or the slender nerve that moveth the muscle of omnipotence. He who knows how to overcome with God in prayer has heaven and earth at his disposal. Ian Bounds writes, prayer puts God in the matter with commanding force. You see, prayer is an invitation to God to show himself strong in the circumstance that you need. May our faith drive us to focus on God and may our faith bring us to our knees in prayer. Number one, we said real faith drives us to focus on God. Number two, real faith is fixed in prayer. Number three, real faith is followed in obedience. Real faith is followed in obedience. Look at our text passage this morning, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 15. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them, Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Verse number 18, And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kothathites and of the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Real faith is followed in obedience. 
don't miss God's response here. I will take care of you, but you'll still have to go down to the battle tomorrow. How many times do we find ourselves in our prayer times saying, God, I have faith in you, but I don't want to fight. God, I have faith in you. Would you just completely take this situation from me? God, I just want you to wave the magic wand over it. I don't want to have to go out to battle. I don't want to have to stand up. I don't want to have to fight this thing. We have a wonderful truth here. That God, in the matter of faith, here, Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah had faith, but God says, you still have to go out tomorrow. You still have to show up for the battle. He says, it's my battle, but you got to get out of bed in the morning, and you got to make yourself ready. You've got to stand. You've got to prepare yourself for battle. Look there with me at verse number 20. And they arose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Believe his prophets. So shall ye prosper. You see, not only did they have the faith to focus on God, not only did they have the faith to pray, they had the faith to follow. It's one thing to believe in God's provision. It's another thing to follow God's directions. It's one thing to believe his blessing. It's another thing to do what he blesses. So many times we have faith to believe what he says, but our fear keeps us from doing what he's asked us to do. So many times we have faith to believe what he says, but we have too much fear to follow through with what he asks of us. Real faith, true faith, is always followed by obedience. Now, some say, well, pastor, I, I believe God. I have, I have faith. I mean, I, I believe he could. If your faith in God has not moved your feet, then this morning, I question your faith. If you say you have faith, but are not working and not following with what he's asked you to do, then this morning, maybe you don't have as much faith as you thought you did. Real faith, real faith is followed in obedience. Number four, this morning, Real faith is filled with praise. Real faith is filled with praise. Now, I love this part. To me, this is one of the most unique uh, parts of this passage and even uh, parts of Scripture. Look there with me at verse number 21. And when he, Jehoshaphat, had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out, notice what it says, before the army. And to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. What a weird battle plan. But what strong faith in what God said. 
Jehoshaphat says, we're going to line everybody up and we're going to have the army ready to go. But before the army, we're going to be led out by people who are praising God for the victory that he is about to give us. What incredible, what amazing faith, but real faith is filled with praise. You see, real faith believes God is going to answer before we see the answer. Real faith believes that God will take care of the situation before we see him take care of the situation. Real faith steps out in praise to God. God, thank you for delivering me from something he's not yet delivered you from. That is real faith. And that's exactly what we see here from Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah. They sent out people before the armies into the battlefield to praise God for the victory that he was going to show them. Real faith. It's focused on God, fixed in prayer, followed in obedience, filled with praise. And let me say this, real faith is finished by God. Real faith is finished by God. Look there with me at verse number 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, every one helped to destroy one another. It gets better. Verse number 24. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And notice what it says. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. What an incredible victory. Not only did God deliver them without them having to fight, but God gave them such a great spoil. The Bible records it took them three days to collect everything. So much that they could not even carry it all away. Real faith. When it's focused on God, when it's fixed in prayer, when it's followed in obedience, when it's filled with praise, it's finished by God. Say, Pastor Frost, how do you know that? Because I know the character of our Heavenly Father. Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 23. His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. God has been and will always be faithful to the person with faith. When we this morning are focused on God, fixed in prayer, following in obedience and filled with praise, God will always take care of his part of the bargain. A few thoughts this morning as we close. Where are you in the faith spectrum? Do you have no faith? Little faith? Or great faith? I pray this morning that your faith would be fixed 
in our Heavenly Father. Forgetting all, I trust Him. Believing that God is who He says He is and will do the things that He says He would do. I ask you this morning as a Christian, two things when it comes to this matter of faith. Would you live expecting God to give you His best for you? Would you live for Him expecting God, having faith that God will give you His best for you and your life? And second of all, would you pray with faith, expecting God to answer? Faith, believing God is who He says He is and will do the things that He says He will do. Maybe you're here this morning watching by way of video and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You've placed your faith for eternity in works or a church or religion or a person or a family, but not in Christ. I beg you this morning to place your faith in Jesus Christ. Would you fix your faith on a risen Savior? God so loved the world, God so loved you and the world, He sent a son to die for you. His son did not stay dead. Three days later, he rose again. He's prepared a place in heaven for those who place their faith in him. This morning, would you trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Uh, it's my prayer this morning as individuals, this most essential thing of Christianity, our faith would increase. Would we have more faith in our wonderful God who is always faithful. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for the privilege this morning that we have to be here in your word. And God, it is my prayer that, Father, you would help us in this matter of faith. Would you encourage us? Would you challenge us? Would you strengthen us? Help us to be fixed in you. Help us to have our faith in your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that we would experience the victories in life when you finish our faith when our faith is made sight. And we'll thank you and praise you for what you do. In your son Jesus' precious name we ask it. Amen. Once again, thank you this morning for taking time to join us uh, here in our online service. If this has been a blessing and encouragement to you, I'd ask you to share it, uh, pass it on, send it in Messenger or text uh, the YouTube link out to a friend so it can be a blessing and encouragement to them. I so miss you, church family. Looking forward to the day that we can assemble together. I do believe that day is sooner rather than later. Let's continue to pray for our national and local leaders as they make decisions. Let's continue to have faith in God, uh, that God knows uh, what's taking place, that God is in control of this situation. This did not surprise him. It did not catch him off guard. And I pray that we would learn the things as a church that God would have us learn during this pandemic. My wife and I sure do love you and are blessed to take the time this morning to worship alongside you. I pray that you'd have a wonderful rest of your day, and I pray this week that you would live for him and take every opportunity you can to tell somebody about the gospel of Jesus Christ. This week, church, let's have faith in our wonderful Heavenly Father. Have a wonderful day, and God bless.